You are listening to the sermon podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church. We are a community in Madison, Wisconsin, who gathers to worship, to learn, to serve, and to grow together in God's love. Please visit us online at www.covenantmadison.org, where you can find information about Covenant Ministries, as well as links to our online worship services and sermon podcasts. Movies are well known for providing one-liners, those phrases that are instantly recognizable and that become a part of the vernacular. So here's a little quiz for you this morning. Can you identify these movies by one line? May the force be with you. Star Wars, 1977. Yes, I'm going to give years on these too. There's no place like home. Wizard of Oz, 1939. Trying to cover my generations here. I'll be back. <laughs> the Terminator, 1984, yes. Here's looking at you, kid. Casablanca, 1942. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That is why they call it the present. Theo's got it. Kung Fu Panda, 2008. <laughs> I think Eleanor Roosevelt might have also said something like that, but you got it, Theo. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story, yes. Toy Story, 1995. Well, there is a line that I continued to say myself almost 20 years after this movie came out, and I want to see if you know this reference. I heard it, yes. Finding Nemo, Finding Nemo, also Finding Dory, which was the next movie in that, in that series. So Finding Nemo, one of my all-time favorite movies from 2003, an animated film produced by Pixar and released by Disney. It's all about Nemo a clownfish, and his dad, Marlin, who is trying to find him and bring him home. Marlin and Nemo have a special father-son relationship, and when Nemo ventures off the Great Barrier Reef and is caught by a scuba diver, Marlin leaves the safety of the reef to try and find him. The story follows both Nemo's and Marlin's adventures, as Nemo becomes the new addition to a tropical fish tank in a dentist's office, and Marlin, as he travels through the ocean in search of Nemo, Along the way, Marlin becomes acquainted with two other important characters. One is Dory, a fish with short-term memory loss, and Bruce, a shark who has taken a vow to not eat fish. Fish are friends, not food, he says. Many adventures uh, happen along the way, as I'm sure you can imagine. So to set up the scene for this one-liner, Marlin and Dory have just lost a snorkeling mask that had a connection to Nemo's location. As the mask sinks into the deep, dark abyss of the ocean, Marlin is distraught and defeated. How will he be able to find Nemo now? But Dory, in her ever upbeat and joyfully oblivious manner, sees Marlin is upset, and she says, Hey, Mr. Grumpy Gills, when life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. There's the line. Dory is teaching us an important life lesson in this scene, that we just need to keep swimming, to keep moving, to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to not give up, 
to not be discouraged, but to be persistent. This is what I want to consider for a few minutes today in relation to prayer. I want to talk to you about and with you about persistence in prayer and use the reading from today to help direct the conversation. So today's reading from the Gospel of Luke chapter 11. In this chapter, Jesus is teaching the disciples about prayer, and he has just finished giving them the prayer that we know of as the Lord's Prayer. His instructions continue. Listen for God's word. Jesus also said to them, imagine that one of you has a friend, and you go to that friend in the middle of the night. Imagine saying, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. Imagine further that he answers from within the house, don't bother me, the door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I assure you, Jesus says, even if he wouldn't give up, get up and give you help because of his friendship, he will get up and give his friend whatever he needs because of his friend's brashness. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives. Whoever seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door is opened. Thanks be to God for this word of encouragement and instruction. Please bow your heads and pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Jesus' point in this passage is that we can and should be boldly persistent and even brash in bringing our requests to God at any hour and in any situation. Prayer is a spiritual discipline, something we pursue, something we learn how to do. Much like the disciples said, or when they said in Luke 11:1, 1, Lord, teach us to pray, we too seek to learn how we can find true meaning in our prayers. Prayer is more about relationship than receiving. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is more about relationship than receiving. True prayer brings us into a deeper and more intimate relationship with God. Pastor Ernie Arnold said it like this, The fundamental foundation of true prayer is to transform our minds to think like the Lord thinks, to transform our hearts to desire the things that the Lord desires, and to transform our souls to love the things that the Lord loves. If all we want to do is receive from God, then our prayer time will be self-absorbed and self-serving. Prayers will be a laundry list of our wants and perceived needs. And we will likely spend minimal time and energy on prayer. But yet, God is calling us to more. Jesus demonstrates in his life the importance of prayer, of seeking God, of getting alone in a quiet place. It is a spiritual practice, after all, something we must learn and develop. I will admit that while I am taking time each day this summer to pray, Sometimes I see it as a box to check rather than an opportunity to be in conversation and relationship with God. I may take the time to ask for things, but I know that I often do not take the time to be still and to listen. Because of this, I know that I am not always hearing what God has to say to me. I'm not always seeing the opportunities that God is offering 
and I'm not fully living into the life that God has planned for me. Now, I don't say this to be discouraging to you or to me. I do say this to draw the attention to the importance of prayer and the desire of God to know us more deeply and to show us the good gifts that God has intended for us. We may not have an hour or two each day to pray, but we can be intentional about the time that we do have as we seek to be in relationship with the God who loves us and the God who holds us close. So let's return to the scripture. What does Jesus ask, or what does Jesus mean by ask, seek, and knock? And what do we pray for and how? Let's explore how we might pray with holy boldness. As we consider how to pray and what to pray, we can use this acronym, Ask, Seek, Knock, A-S-K. What does Jesus mean when he says for us to ask? God knows us and knows our needs, knows the desires of our hearts, and longs for us to want a relationship with God. We pray knowing that we lack the knowledge and strength and wisdom to meet our own needs and the needs of others. And we ask for God to transform us. We are not to be shy, but bold and persistent in our prayers, to just keep praying, trusting that God will use our efforts to draw us close and will fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit. In humility and faith, asking is our opportunity to acknowledge our needs and to prepare ourselves for God's transformational power. Dr. Richard Foster is quoted as saying, prayer is the central avenue God uses to transform us. By approaching God in prayer, we ask and believe that our prayers can make a difference in our lives and in the world. While it is true that God does not always answer our prayers in the way we expect or hope, we know that God is faithful and loving and that our prayers do not go unheard. In drawing close to and approaching God in the asking, we will receive blessings that can come only from a right and true relationship with God. Which leads us to the next step. Seek. Seek and you will find. What does Jesus mean when he says, seek? We read in scripture, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually from Psalm 105. So what is it that we ought to be seeking? In this verse, it says, seek his presence. Seek God himself. God's heart's desire is for us to persistently and passionately look for God all around us. And when we do, God promises to be found. He says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. In seeking God and seeking a right relationship with God, we can open our hearts, our minds, and our souls to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then, our job is to be ready to receive what the Lord wants to show us. How is God calling us to use our lives to honor God and to bless others? We seek God's kingdom when we strive to fulfill the commandments of loving God and neighbor, when we read God's word and gain new understanding, when we worship with others and sense the spirit at work, when we share the good news of God's love with the world. God is calling us to be persistent in our pursuit, to ask and to seek. And then God is telling us, don't be afraid. Go ahead and knock. 
When we go up to a door and knock on it, oftentimes we don't know what or who is on the other side, much like Cindy this morning. Who will answer? How will they react? Will we be a welcome visitor? But yet, we approach that door with faith that when we knock, we will be greeted warmly and that all will go well. When we knock on a spiritual door, we need to, in faith and trust, be ready to welcome whatever challenge or blessing God has for us. Here is where being bold and even brash is especially important. Are we willing to hear and see what God has for us, and more importantly, to step through the door to whatever awaits us on the other side? In verses 11 through 13 of today's reading, and also found in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus reminds us that when we ask, seek, and knock, we can be well assured that God will provide for us, that God will protect us and guide us. God loves us all and wants more than anything to give us good gifts that will lead us to having a deeper relationship with God and allowing us to use lives of love and praise to bless others. Returning to the scripture reading for a moment, but this time I'm going to read it from the message, which is a paraphrase by Eugene Peterson of the Bible. And this is what it says. But let me tell you, even if he won't get up because he's a friend, if you stand your ground knocking and waking all the neighbors, he'll finally get up and get you whatever you need. Jesus is telling us we must be bold. We must be persistent, like Marlin searching for his son and Dory encouraging him to just keep swimming. We, too, are encouraged to just keep asking, just keep seeking, and to just keep knocking. So let us come boldly before God, seeking God's heart and God's will for our lives. Let us be persistent in prayer as we ask, seek, and knock, moving forward in faith and ready to receive all of the blessings that God has for us. May it be so. <laughs>